G'day, it's Ben Davis. Thanks for catching up on mornings here on SENQ. But you know what? You can also catch up some great content with other SEN shows, such as Brecky with Patty and Heels, The Captain's Run with Cameron Smith and Denon Kemp, all on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. But until then, sit back and enjoy and make sure you tell your mates. Ah, uh, yes. Let's head into Chemist Warehouse for great savings every day. Let's head into Chemist Warehouse where we peer back behind the curtains and we find here he is, Mal Meninga. Mal, good morning to you. Peer back behind the curtains. Here we go. <laughs> <laughs> Where'd you get that one from? Oh, I, I don't know. I just went with it. It just came with me. All okay. right. All right. <laughs> yeah. All right. I'll go with it. I'll go with it. Hey, uh, text message is already coming in about the Prime Minister's 13. We'll get into that in just a moment. But, but Jack Whiten. Uh, I, I know you gave him a character reference. Can, can I ask what was part of that character reference? What was what was what did you write? I oh, just Jack as a person, basically. Yeah. It's yeah. not uh, how I found him, you know. So I've known Jack for over ten years, and um, and obviously I've coached him in my footy team. So I mean, he's not the type of person that will do um, what he was charged with, basically. But you know, I mean, um, I just went on his character, and you know, he's to me, he's. He's a great ambassador for a great and a great, great person. I have an issue with what could have happened and should have happened in that tackle, but the outcome has been that Jack's been found guilty of biting, but only gets three weeks. And I say only, Mal, because to me, that doesn't seem like the punishment fits the crime. Oh, I, I, look at, I look at the incident and it's been obviously well played and, you know, I sat through it on on Sunday as well. And um, there's, there's clearly as bite marks there. There's, and it's bottom teeth and there's a, he's got a mouth guard in, so he's got, you know, obviously there's still marks there from the mouth guard as well. Um, there's ambiguity. I mean, look at both arguments. You know, you could, you could say, yeah, um, Tyson Gamble had his arm inside Jack's mouth and he was, he was squeezing in and he was trying to twist the head. Um, that's the argument. Um, Tyson Gamble didn't even come and testify, Ben. You know, so I mean, the evidence is just in the in the footage and the and the obviously the the, the vision that, that happened in the game. So, I um I worked uh, with the Titans when uh, Kevin Proctor was charged with a biting charge as well, mm. and um it was it was just so hard it's so so hard to prove, mate. To be honest with you, you know. So I mean, in Kevin Kevin Proctor's case, he was found guilty, got four weeks. Um, I feel I feel Jack's sentence of three weeks was fair compared to Kevin's, and we've got to compare, you know, oranges with oranges. Um, I thought it was a fair outcome. Um, my my belief was that when he was charged with a, he, he was pleaded like he got guilty. Um, the the review committee went back and they said, well, it's between two to four weeks, so they come out with a three three week um, sentence. And I just felt that was fair. It's just so much ambiguity in it. You just can't, you just don't know. Who do you believe? You know, I probably believe both, to be honest with you. You know, so you're probably somewhere in the middle. So, yeah, I mean, it's a difficult one in these all these cases. It's You just don't know who was the instigator. And Mel, that, that's how the process has played out. But, but my issue is with the actual punishment, be it even Kevin Proctor, four weeks. I mean, Corey Horsburgh, you and I spoke about Corey Horsburgh a couple of weeks ago. 
saying, how is, he even, how is he even put on report for this? And yet he's sitting out for four weeks. So if Corey's getting four, how does Jack get oh, three? Again, how, again, how, Ben. How, how does, how does again. biting? How does biting get yeah. three? Um, well, it's, again, I go back to the ambiguity argument. You know, so you don't know who's at fault. Uh, in Corey's incident, well, you know, obviously it's, again, well recorded. There's a lot of, lot of instances that happened uh, through the year where, yeah. you know, there's contact with the head and then you make some judgments based on all that. There's so much ambiguity in a biting charge in particular, um, even, a, even a gouging charge. You know, there's so much, there's so much um, doubt. There's a lot of grey in it. There's no black and white. In that. No. You know, so and, and, and no Mal, I, so I, it's hard to make those judgments. And I understand that. And you, and and we're not and you're not there in that moment. You don't no. quite, we don't quite understand. Um Jack's saying obviously that you know, um it was in his mouth and he was trying to get away from it, you know. So what do you do in that in that instant? It, and we took and as you know, um, Tyson's arm was around his head, so why mm. isn't there some action against Tyson in that incident as well? And Mal, th- this is why we have judiciaries, tribunals, courts of law, because all that gets argued. Exactly right. But 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 at the end, at the end, a decision is made, and he's either guilty or not guilty. It's you know, what's the old saying? You can't be half pregnant, right? So you're yeah, either gu- oh, guilty well, or not. Yeah, guilty or not guilty. So take take. It Jack- happens in a court of law, though, Ben. It happens if it's. It's guilty, a guilty charge, and there's yeah. all variances of, of sentencing, you know. So there's no, there's never one, um, you know, black or white. Um, that's that's your, if you get charged with murder, as an example, it doesn't. It says some summer gets eight years, some gets fourteen, some gets twenty, some gets twenty two years, you mm. know. So or some get life, you know. It's 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 that judicial system that obviously looks at the case case by case. And they feel in this instant there's a lot of ambiguity. They're not quite sure. Tyson Gamble didn't turn up uh, even to give some evidence. He was quite adamant on the football field, uh, but he didn't come in and um, give any evidence and to, to back up uh, what he said on the field. And he's made a comment on the way when the game was over. Well, what's what um, what happens on the field stays on the field. Yeah. You know. So and then all of a sudden, then Jackson, he's arguing. He's for his life. You know, not not for his life, but he's arguing. The fact that, um, you know, because his arm was, was in, inside his mouth and it was applied pressure, you can see squeeze in that the marks were caused by that pressure. You know, so I, I would suggest it's probably a bit of both. If someone's got a, some, someone's got an arm or yep. a uh, you know, forearm in my mouth, I'm trying, to get him, I'm trying to get that forearm out of my mouth. How do you do that? You try to turn away. If you're still, still squeezing in, well, then... Sometimes you got to bite down on it, don't you? But that's the, that's in, in in life. You've got someone around your neck, um, a bit of a scuffle, you know, independently of footy, out and about somewhere, you know, and someone's got someone in a, in a choker hole or got you around the mouth and got you in a headlock. What do you do? You do what you can to get out of it. That's exactly right. All right, uh, I still I still don't think the punishment fits the crime, but Mal says there's circumstances involved, not black and white. It's a good discussion well, to have, isn't it? There's always circumstantial evidence, isn't there? There's always circumstantial evidence, and um, that applies to any any case, you know, whether it's with a legal case or in this case it's a sporting case.
736 if you'd like to get involved. Uh, the Australian coach, Mal Meninga. So let's start talking about the Australian team too, Mal. Um, Prime Minister's 13. M- Murray has sent a text in and he says, this is tongue firmly in cheek, but Cameron Murray and not DCE getting the captaincy of the Prime Minister's 13? Is that a concession to Mr <laughs> Albanese? Oh, I'll admit Mr. Albanese is a big, mad, rabbit-nosed fan. Correct. We all know that. <laughs> so, and that's part of it. That's part of it. Was that so a captain's, was that a captain's he, call? Well, the, the thing about it, the thing about it, the PM's, the PM actually sits in and uh, helps, helps select the football team. Yeah. Um, he takes an active part in it all, which is fantastic. Um, uh, yeah, there's a couple of criteria, obviously. Um, we want to prepare our players who are you know, in the the bottom 11, I suppose, um, uh, in the competition to get another game before we go into the into the uh, Pacific Championships. Um, it's a great opportunity uh, for younger players like the Emre Gullers and the Tyrell Sloans uh, of, that, of that ilk, you know, the Lofty Khan Pereiras to get an opportunity to play at representative level. They all had you know, really good years this year independently, you know, at their club. So it's a bit of, it's a bit of everything and it's a, it's it's more than rugby league when we go to Papua New Guinea, you know that. Um, you know we've we've got obviously messaging, you know, uh, up there about you know life skills and things like that that we do uh, uh, all the time. And then obviously there's a um, there's a big push for a Papua New Guinea side, you know, to come into the national rugby league down the track as well. So it's um it's a bit of fun, um, but at the same time it's uh, you know we're planning to go to rugby league as good preparation for the Kangaroos at the end of the year. Yeah, that's right. I mean, it's uh, using rugby league to uh, what was the what was the term they used to drive social awareness messaging? I think that was what. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, right. so we've been doing that since two thousand and five, Ben. Yeah, and you know, so we've always had this great relationship um, with the Papua New Guineans, and you know, we go up every year, and it's you know, fantastic experience for everyone. And obviously, a women's team has been named as well, and and uh, a schoolboys represent and schoolgirls representative as well. So it, it's taking a, a, a all levels um, on uh, both sides of uh, NRL and NRLW as well. You, you've got a few blokes in there, Mel, in this squad that wear the six and seven on their backs at club level. Uh, DCE, Tom Dearden, uh, Ben Hunt, Nico Hines, uh, Cody Walker. Cody Walker, yeah. Yeah, where are you gonna? Where are you, they can't all play in the half. Offer them in. Offer them in. <laughs> Offer them in. It's not a problem. Like I said, it's uh, it's uh, the prime minister's thirteen. It's uh, it's a little international match, but um, they'll all get, you know, really, you know, all get, everyone gets the opportunity to play. You yeah. know, obviously, you know, so uh, they'll get to play in different positions, which is great. You know, so they have they they take great enjoyment out of. To be honest with you, you know, it doesn't really matter if they don't play in their seven. They might play. Fullback, I might put DC fullback or something like that. I'll put him in hooker. You got a few. You got a few hookers there. You got Reese Robson. You got Cameron McInnes. Well, I can put Reese in the centres, can I? You know, I can do that. Uh, (laughs) We stand. The coaches stand on the sideline, and we just send people on and bring people off again. You know, so it it is like I said. It is it is fun. It'd be packed crowd up in Port Moresby. There's Mm. no doubt about it. They've all enjoyed their footy, and it'd be physical. We all know it's physical. Oh. Oh, no. Oh, no. Uh, we're going to try and get Mel back on the line, but uh, he may have given us a, a little hint then to how he may be using this game, and it's not in a serious manner. He, he may want to correct this when he comes back on uh, because my next question to him was what it comes to and when it comes to the centres. 
So if he's talking maybe running Reese Robertson in the centres, Reese Robson in the centres, does does that mean it would it be a centre audition for a couple of the players when it comes to Australian kangaroo selection? Have we got Mel back? No, we can't get him. All right, what we'll do, we'll take a quick break. We'll come back. We want to get his thoughts because I really want to hear what he is thinking about Australian test selection. Yes, and the centres. And where, where does Stephen Crichton fit into all this? Host Plus has been named Super Rating Super Fund of the Year for 2023. That's a plus. Issued by Host Plus Proprietary Limited. Check the PDS and TMD at hostplus.com.au. This is Mornings with Ben Davis on SENQ. You can have your dream. You're the best around. Nothing's going to ever keep you down. You're the Slam and Sam outdoing him. I thought you were going to say the best a man can get. I thought it was the Gillette ad for a second. Uh, we are speaking to Mal Meninga as we do every Wednesday. All thanks to Chemist Warehouse. Rush into Chemist Warehouse. Half price vitamins and cosmetics. T's and C's apply. Mal, it's more than just cosmetic. Uh, I don't know where I'm going with that. <laughs> with the Prime Minister's. Oh, I know. <laughs> I thought I had a segue there, but no, it wasn't really going to work. Okay. Well, no, 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 no. no I'm going to go follow that line. You need more than okay. just some sort of cosmetic touching up when it comes to your centres for the Pacific series coming up. Um, Latrell Mitchell, do we rule a line through him? And Valentine Holmes, do we rule a line through him? Um, with uh, Latrell, obviously, um, yeah, the club has, has ruled him out. So um, uh, he's obviously got to go in for a finger operation. Um, so, yeah, so he's been ruled out. And we're not quite sure with Val, to be honest with you. So um, we're still waiting on on the um, integrity, obviously, and on integrity to get, get, uh, make their decision. So that's where we are with Val. All right. Well, I'm tipping you're planning for contingencies. Who, who's frontline centre for you or centres for you right now? Um, well, I look at I look at Origin you know, straight away. And I look at Origin and uh, two guys played in the centres that are available. And uh, that's um, Bradman Best and um, uh, Hamaso, uh, Tabii Fado. So obviously they had they had pretty good uh, series and had good years as well. And Bradman's still going um, uh, for the Knights at the moment. So he's obviously in uh, in contention. Uh, like I said, we just got to wait for Val and see what happens there. But you know, Murray Dungy is obviously he's played in the centres for the Cowboys before. So we've got a we've got a few options. Um, yeah, so we're and, just and Murray's one of your world, yeah, Murray's one of your World Cup boys. So I mean, he he's yeah, a green exactly. and gold incumbent, isn't he? Yep. Yeah, okay. he is exactly right. So you know, so we've got we've got um, we've got some really good options. There's no doubt. And then we got we're taking Zach Lomax. I, you know, he had a great uh, end to um, the year this year. Obviously, um, he was part of the PM's team, been part of uh, the PM's teams for a couple of times now. So. Uh, he's, um, I think he's in the in the calculations as well. I, you know, I think he's a very good player. Mal, when you look at state of origin, and, and I put this question out to the listeners yesterday, who, who would you have if you were picking an Australian team right now in the centres? Because we think no, well, no Latrell, and we think probably no Val Holmes. Uh, a lot of uh, texts were coming in about Stephen Crichton. I mean, he played for the Blues, but he also wore a blue jersey last year in the World Cup with Samoa, yeah. being a Tier 2 nation and playing Origin, that still makes him eligible to play for Australia? Oh, it does. Um, but, you know, we we really keen on, on spreading the word from an international you know, point of view. Um, Samoa did tre- tremendously well 
in the World Cup last year. And, you know, I, I, and from my own personal view, um, you know, we've got to reward uh, the, the guys who are passionate about the green and gold jersey. And um, Stephen's obviously passionate about uh, the blue jersey, his Samoan heritage, and um, he wants to play for Samoa. So I'm really, I'm really happy for him to do that. Um, but, you know, I want players that are really passionate about playing green and gold. And what the National Rugby League and obviously the NRL have done in recent times, they've paid, there's pay equity now. So there's no reason, there's no financial bonus to come play for any country, really, because everyone's going to get paid the same, both men and women. So I just think that it's fantastic as well. So it just comes down to, you know, want to play for your country, want to play with passion. You know, that's, that's the jersey you put on. And, um, I believe in, in Stephen's case, and he proved that last year. He wants to play for Samoa. So that's not a conversation you've had with him for this year? It's not my conversation. He's, it's his, his, his conversation. You know, he's gonna, if he wants to play for Australia, he rings me. I don't ring him. All right, there we go. Stephen Crichton. Uh, not in calculations at this stage. Mal, let's talk about this weekend's games. Uh, obviously, there's two big semis coming up. Uh, one across the ditch. Newcastle are on a tear. They've won 10 straight, and they're heading into the WAS home territory. The, it's a great yeah. – actually, both these teams are a great story, aren't they? Absolutely. It's, um, yeah, obviously – it's going to be you know, a lot of interest. Um, obviously, the, the Wars weren't that good last week, but you know, missing Sean Johnson—that's that's, that's obviously that everyone's talking about. Is Sean playing or he's not playing? You know, so let's hope that Sean Johnson plays because that gives the Wars, you know, obviously infancy more more um, opportunity to win the footy game. I believe uh, that's my personal opinion. Um, but the Knights, um, you know, Carlin got through the game really well. Um, looked great. Um, looks like he wasn't affected by that shoulder at all. So another mm. week's rest uh, is obviously going to be a bonus for him. So it's anyone's game. Honestly, this time of year, you just don't know. You know, obviously, again, the pressure's on the home teams. We talked about this last week. The pressure's on the home teams. The pressure is on the Wars. Uh, already a sold-out crowd at Mount Smart Stadium there. So, you know, it's going to be interesting to see how they handle that. Um, they've handled it all year, um, so there's no reason why... They won't handle it again, but it, then it comes down to experience again, doesn't it? You know, so um, there's a lot of experience if Sean Johnson's playing. Yeah, well, he has been named to return uh, from that calf injury. Just, uh, Jackson Hastings for the Knights, we know, has been ruled out with that ankle. Uh, oh, but Clune comes in. I mean, he's done a good job for them so far. Uh, the the It's split one each uh, this year, and uh, when they travelled across the ditch, it was to Wellington. Earlier in the year, the Knights, uh, yeah, the, the, the Warriors did a job on them then, but uh, then they came back and played in Newcastle where they got beaten. But, I mean, both both teams have, have been on very different trajectories since, since then. Yeah, well, a lot of resilience um, in the in the, the Warriors team. And I you know, watched that game as round one when they played it at Wellington and are really impressed by both sides that mm. particular day. Um, Newcastle attacking pro I mean, they put them under enormous pressure but the you know the Warriors just kept on keeping them out basically you know so yeah it's 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 well it's it's where this is where everyone stands up this is where you get to find out about you know different individuals in your footy team and about the the processes and the systems that the clubs you know are being working toward or working at all year basically so it comes down to to, to that you know has the, the Warriors defensively been outstanding uh, the same as the 
the um, the Knights as well. They've been you know, one of the best defensive teams all year. So I think they're up in the top four, both both of those clubs. And then it'll come down to the attack and kicking games and things like that. And that's where you know I feel that you know Sean Johnson's obviously been you know the premier halfback when you talk about you know try assist kicking game all that sort of stuff, um, putting putting the, the Warriors into the best positions. Um, he's been the best of that all year. Yeah, that's Saturday night. The winner plays the Broncos back here at Suncorp Stadium the following weekend. Friday night, the Storm and the Roosters. The Roosters have just been decimated, uh, although the Melbourne Storm, their confidence has got to be carved up after getting touched up by the Broncos. How do you see this one playing out down in Melbourne, Mel? Um, well, the Roosters will come prepared and they'll they'll give their all. They'll they'll fight and scrap to the, to the very end, the 80 minutes, but I, I can't see the Craig Bellamy side not playing as bad as they did last week, basically. You, you know, you know Mel, the Broncos are great. The Broncos yeah. are great. Don't get me wrong. Don't get me wrong. But they will not play that bad. Uh, they'll be extremely competitive, and I've got a feeling that the Storm will come out and play their best footy. Okay, everyone says that, and that's what everyone says about Craig Bellamy coach teams. But you know what? When I hear Cameron Munster say, I've never seen us more disconnected, I'm, I'm, if I'm Craig Bellamy, if I'm Mel Meninga, Wayne Bennett, whoever, I'm worried. As a coach, yeah, no, well, it's up to him though. That's 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 uh, Cameron must must call himself out, um, you know. And Jerome Hughes obviously be just disappointed around his performance, and Harry Grant will be very disappointed about his performance. So they're, they're some of our premier players, Ben, and they don't get it wrong, you know, two weeks in a row, in my opinion. You know, in this finals time, it's do or die, it's elimination. Um, they'll come out and play their best footy. Outstanding, Mel. Thank you. We finally got there, but it was brilliant. A great chat, as always. Mel Meningerall, thanks to Chemist Warehouse, of course. The throwdown tomorrow at midday. An extended version of what we have just done. We'll do it again next weekend, Mel. When you're here in Queensland, preparing for the Prime Minister's 13. All right, Slam and Sam, Q Bon Jovi, because it is half past ten time for a news hit. Oh!